And now a uh, good friend of Mr. Paeta's, uh, former schoolmate, uh, Mr. Froelich. It's an honor to say something in um, Mike's memory. I uh, was a delightful classmate, both at Thomas Aquinas College and um, Notre Dame, too, for four years we shared. He was actually upstairs in this house that we were able to uh, rent, and I was downstairs just below him. Um, he did actually end up with a phone. As it turns out, he amended his constitution. Um, when I first got here, I think it was our first or second section dinner. Um, I, asked if, I asked Mike if he would come. And he said, okay. And uh, I said, well, what's your phone number? He said, if I, gave it, if I give it to you and I find out that you've given it to anybody else, I will have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so I did not give it to anybody else. Perhaps I shouldn't have said that he had a phone number, but you know, it doesn't matter. Well, um, I thought I'd share just a couple of something like vignettes about my time with Mike, mostly here. And um, of all those incidents that crowd in mind, I, I thought of a couple that uh, manifested to me how much he loved this place, this program, this college his classmates, as well as his students. Um, I remember as a freshman, I had a burning question about a text for a class that was yet to come. And uh, I found Mike, it was probably in the library that was where the cafe is now, and uh, decided to ask him what he thought about the text. And he considered my question, but then said that what he'd like to do is leave most of the figuring out to the discussion. And I was somewhat scandalized in my freshman enthusiasm. You know, I, I thought you've got to wring out every meaning that you have in the text beforehand. But I learned later that he had the bigger picture, the better picture. He could have, as has been noted with his superior reading skills, he could have come in, and conversational skills, he could have come in with settled opinions about the text, but rather he prepared in such a way that the discussion was better for his preparation. Yeah. I remember in all of our four years in discussions, and I had most of my classes with him Ours was a small section. We ended up with 18 in our class at graduation, one section for senior year, and I think we had one seminar section junior year, but two sections the rest of the time. And I had, I think, almost every year with Mike in tutorial section, sometimes also in seminar section, if not just in seminar section. And all that time, I never, I can't remember a single instance when he came unprepared. He, he was always what um, you would, your students would hear him say, uh, and his colleagues would hear him say in Don Rags, and when he gave his report, he was always this way too. He was always interested and interesting. Always that way. Uh, <laughs> so much 
so that uh, I recall one time when he came in late to a class and uh, our section was being, well, let's say exceedingly dull that day. And when he came in late, the tutor let out a thank God. <laughs> there was another time when a tutor had a, well, we were a very challenging section. Uh, it was either freshman, I think it was maybe sophomore year. Um, just the dynamics of it. Huh? We might not have been so dull, but or the, the dynamics, the way personalities graded. Um, it got to a point for this uh, tutor who was somewhat new to the discussion method. And he actually appointed Mr. Paeta as something like an assistant tutor, as well as my wife, Mrs. Froelich. Uh, they had to uh, keep track of the, the, the intensity of emotions in the conversation. And I think they had some kind of uh, signals worked out so that they would communicate to the tutor when things had got uh, so far that he had to step in and do something, I think. But that's how much he was respected, um, both for his, obviously, his knowledge, but also his, his ability within the conversation to make the most of it. I was talking with uh, one of his classmates, our classmates, uh, some of you may remember Bob Anderson, and uh, he summed Mike up by saying he was something, he was our patriarch, wasn't he, during, during our time here? And I thought, that's, that's true. It, not something that he assumed upon himself, but something that naturally, naturally fell into place there. Um, Mr. Newmeyer mentioned how he uh, would clean up here on the floors of St. Joseph's Common. And uh, I, always, I always pitied Mike when it, I thought it was the hardest job. Um, maybe it's not anymore. But I thought it was the hardest job. Not that it required a lot of physical output, but character output. Um, hard in itself and hard for him, too, uh, given his, uh, his own character. But because he was more mature than all of us, and we were, uh, you know, rambunctious, young freshman. Um, I think he had that job first year, and I don't know how many years he kept that. But, uh, you know, we would traipse in at any time, and I, no, no, no matter how late he would try to clean those floors, there would always be somebody coming in. This was the only common building at the time. So it was a very lively air, uh, ta uh, uh, location, and uh, I think I recall that uh, there was a whole troop of students m who marched in fresh after uh, mud sliding. They were all encased in mud, and there was Mike cleaning the floor. They didn't see him. There was no mean-spiritedness about it, but um, there's another time my wife tells me, actually, somebody flicked a cigarette butt in the pile that he was uh, sweeping up. Um, I, well, you don't do that with Mike, right? He's, <laughs> he's, he has some, he had a bit of a temper, you know, but he was just too much of a good guy and solid and a gentleman. And, you know, I never heard him complain about that job. Never once. Uh, I, <laughs> I was telling Mrs. Forsythe, there's something that occurred to me after Mike died. I thought, you know, that job was probably a pretty good one for him because at that time, uh, has been mentioned, 
the library was where the cafe was, right? So to sweep and clean the St. Joseph, the, Saint, the commons floors included cleaning those uh, library floors. And uh, Mike was such a great reader. Um, it seems I have in my memory the vision of Mike with, uh, between the stacks with a mop in one hand and an open book in the other. <laughs> well, uh, just one other, one other uh, uh, memory of Mike at our time here with classmates. He, um, as uh, Dr. MacArthur mentioned, was an excellent reader of the Newman, but uh, <laughs> he also read, he was very popular as a reader of that, uh, that other great wise man, P.G. Woodhouse, uh, very much in demand. And I, I think actually he did some, when he came back as a tutor here, um, very much in demand. I think I remember hearing students um, regret that he hadn't been doing that. Um, he was, it was one of our favorite times. We had meager entertainment funds back then, or just meager entertainment generally. So much more inventive now. So Mike stepped in and filled that up with his uh, absolutely perfect reading. The inflection, the intonation, the pace, everything was perfect in the reading of P.G. Woodhouse. As of Newman, too, and I was a witness to both. Um, Glenn Coughlin was telling me how... Uh, or reminded me, actually, I don't know that I was in the class, but in Notre Dame, he took it upon himself to do a dramatic reading in Joe Bobick's class of uh, some choice lines of De Ante Ascensia and uh, Father Maurer's translation, which is all too academic sounding. Huh? All right, and then just one note as a colleague. Um, I mentioned how he prepared as a student. Um, more than once since my coming back here, he would tell me how different it is to prepare as a tutor. He said, uh, not a line of the text could go by without him being able to give some account of its meaning. And it took long hours and hard work. And coming from Mike, who was an eminently capable reader, that meant a lot. And uh, as a sign of that, uh, one of the last things he said to his good friend, Mrs. Froelich, as he was uh, making to leave at the end of a section dinner that we were hosting. Um, it wasn't his trademark response to, nice having you. His trademark response was always, nice being had. <laughs> Not this time. It was as he was leaving. Well, Thucydides won't read himself. <laughs> That's freshman, freshman seminar, right? So it was Tuesday evening and our section dinner was Friday. Versus, how many times must Mike have read Thucydides? And I don't know how many times he had done freshman seminar, but there he was. First chance he could, huh? At the end of a long week. For a tutor, it's always a long week. First chance he had after a party that went to 10 or 11 for him, I don't know when he left, he was gonna hit the books to prepare for Tuesday. I think that is a nice sign, at least it is in my mind, of how much he loved this college, his classmates, his colleagues, and I think most especially his students. Thanks. <laughs>